Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who, and we're actually talking about a classic second Doctor episode called Fury from the Deep. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. This episode doesn't exist, but they, uh, they made an animated version and just released it recently with the original audio. Yep. To the um, Doctor, Jamie, and Victoria land on the ocean, which was kind of cool, um, near some gas refinery that is having issues with keeping in contact with their drilling rigs, as well as having uh, mysterious drops in pressure in their, in their equipment. Hmm. Something Excellent. sinister at work. The, the landing on the ocean, that clip still exists. On, on, on the, it's on the uh, DVD set. They have missing the, the clips that exist, and one of them is actually TARDIS landing on the ocean. Well, you know why it still exists. Because it was used in war games. Yes. So that's why this that's right. clip exists. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah it's right. also the first time you see the sonic screwdriver. Yes. Yes. yes yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually okay. just used as a screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. And then it show goes downhill from there. No. Well, uh, no, not until... Yeah, Russell T. Well. Davis decides it's a freaking magic wand, and then Moffat makes it a magic wand, and yeah, and on and on. What's the newest Doctor use it for? <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, what is that? That was that was at twenty nine minutes. I got to remember to do some editing. <laughs> that coming from you is. I know where that comes from. That should that should have been coming from me. I know well. Considering I said that the new Daleks look like butt plugs. So. Okay. Yeah. Back to Fury <laughs> from the Deep, which is before all that. Oh, you should just keep that all in. Nobody listens yeah. anyway. No, they do. <laughs> right? No, they don't. They do. We just blab to ourselves. <laughs> well. My so friend in Scotland will get a kick out of it because he listens to it. I don't know who this Victoria chick is. You've never seen, seen an episode with her? No. Okay. Yeah. No, that's right. I've never seen no, her. No, you've seen her before because we did the Enemy of, Enemy of the World. Mm, I don't remember that one. That's the one where the doctor has a, 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 duplicate, a duplicate. And it's, it's the, you might have not watched it. It was, um, he was a bad guy. He was like a dictator. Okay. So, I don't know. I yeah. have to look at this. It's not. It's, it, Enemy of the World is a really good episode. That was the one that was one of the ones that was recently found, when I say recent, in the last 10 years or so. Um, but it's kind of unmemorable because there's no monsters. It's, it's more of a political. Yeah, I think you did like this one. You were saying you liked the p- politics of it. You thought it was. Um, now that I remember, I thought you liked it. But, um, <laughs> but is, anyways, Victoria. Oh. Um, is in this one. There's not many episodes that exist of hers, so that's why we wouldn't run into her too often. I see. Um, so this episode uh, is kind of like a favorite of mine. 
before I watched the episode. <laughs> I had well, the book to... is, re- is really good. The and... book is really good. It's my favorite. I think it's one of my favorite Doctor Who books from the novelization of the episodes. And I wanted to watch this episode so badly, especially with the, the clips that they had from this episode. I was like, I gotta, I want to watch this. I really like want this to be found. They had the clips of uh, Mr. Quill. Mr. And Oak and Mr. Quill. Opening up their mouths with the gas. They, that, yeah. that, that clip still, ex- I think, still exists. Yeah, yeah it yeah, does. That, yeah, because you can, yeah, because I just watched it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that always freaked me out. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I, I got, it's a yeah. really creepy, they have black lips like, and they're just like, you know, and it's just really scary stuff. And that's why they have it, because it was censored when they aired it in another country. So they cut that oh, stuff out yeah. and they deleted the episode and kept the uh, cuts. That's why that stuff exists. There's a whole bunch of cut clips from episodes that they cut out the violence and some of the scary stuff. Yeah, and some, in and some right? Yeah, and then some of that stuff ex- still exists. The only reason that stuff exists. There's like scenes where someone's getting stabbed, and it's two seconds long, and that's all <laughs> there's left of that episode or whatever. But uh, anyways, um, the book was really good. I th- I think the anim- the um, I had listened to the audio and I thought it was really good. And then when I watched this. <laughs> I um, was a little disappointed. <laughs> I hate to say, I thought it was okay. <clears throat> I liked elements of it, but I, I, there was something that bothered me about it. I was a little. I upset. liked it all the way up till I di- I didn't really care for the over the top helicopter with all the seaweed coming out. But more, or less, I kind of liked it because it, it had a sense. You know, it was creepy. Mm-hmm. It had, you know, sense, you know, a very good scare factor. It, there was a good mystery, like what's going on, what's with the seaweed and all that, and and it kind of had like that claustrophobic feel because you're inside this base or the the gas chamber, and you go across, walking through, and you don't know if Mister Quill or Mister Oak are gonna try to kill you. And I just, I still thought, even though the cartoon animated version is not as good as the book but i just thought it was still really really good i mean and you have the second yeah. doctor making a gadget to you know fight off the seaweed creature and then the second doctor of course they get you know thrown in jail and then the second doctor uses his charm to come in and says hey you know i'm smarter than you you need to listen to me and just like any other typical trout and story he uses his charm and just you know Says, oh, you need to listen to me. Then eventually they do. It's it was just classic Troughton story, I thought, even though it was animated. Yeah, well, and maybe that's where the. I, I for some reason I didn't like the animation as much as I liked the previous animated episodes. Well, they use was... a different they use a different uh, a different team to do this one. They're yeah. using two teams now, so they can get through these faster. Yeah, well, I didn't like this this animation. I didn't think Victoria looked like Victoria at all, and um, Mr. the guy, Quill Mr. Oakton. <laughs> well, they, they, even they weren't as close as I thought they could be. Um, there's a a Frankenstein monsters look alike. That guy, he had really long arms and haircut. He looked like Frankenstein. Yeah. And and um, but when I saw, I think I saw a picture of him. He kind of did look like that. So I guess they did okay with him. Van Lighten? Maybe. No, maybe. Van, Van, Hugh, Van Huggins or Hughes or whatever. Van Newton. Yeah. Van, okay. 
You know, I, I definitely the guy who played Robson did a really good job because I thought Robson was a dick. See, that's <laughs> and I was just like I, sitting there going, but that was, was yeah, but was he that? did a good job acting that way because that's the, you know, in the book, he like, he was like this jerk, this really like paranoid guy, like, oh, they, they're trying to take my job away from me because that's usually kind of happens in industrial type places like that and it's just, I thought that guy did a good job of playing a you know a jerky guy who's in charge so 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 I why did you was, like that i'm just curious i i just i thought it was he was this is my complaint with a lot of the classic villains they're just so one-dimensional they just they won't listen they yell at everybody they they <laughs> put everybody down constantly it's like why are these people working here if this guy's such a dick you know like yeah. why why are they still working for him? And and <laughs> like nobody is like that in real life at all. Wow. Realize it's not a it's not a reality show, but you know, I don't know. He just he he was just so one note. I couldn't I couldn't stand it. Yeah, well, and that's like that. We were we just recently reviewed Inferno, and that the main leader of that was the same way. You know, yeah. oh, look, this is, we're going to blow up. Make it but go that's fast, the way you know. it's like in all those type of factory type things. Or the, the head guys always, yeah, well, he's always paranoid. That he thinks someone's going to come in and take his job. So they get overly paranoid. You see it in construction sites, too. The guy who's running a job, they get overly paranoid. Like, oh, someone's coming to replace me. Okay, well, let's not analyze it. I know, okay, you're right. But let's not overanalyze it. But you're right, Julie, I think... The, the bad guy is the bad guy, and they're not going to necessarily change. And you know, they they sort of it, it's a character characterization that's really uh, what am I thinking of? Stereotype. Oh, there yeah. there's the leader bad guy who's going to sacrifice um, all his workers to get the job done, even though there's tentacles, monsters sticking out of his butt or whatever. Yeah. It's like, um, and, and I can definitely see how that, you know, I, I don't think, I, I did watch this a, a short while ago, and I, I don't remember too many of the characters in this. I didn't think the characters were that impressive. Um, um, let's see here. I have, um, I, I did, there was a couple of, first off, I, I, okay, I get it. We we know that there's wanted signs all over the freaking planet for the master. We <laughs> yeah, don't need yeah, to see that, another that, one. That's good. I mean, two animated stories in a row. The faceless ones in this one. There's there's Delgado's picture. Yeah. Uh, all over the place. They they kind of need to stop doing that. And hopefully, this, when they do the web planet, uh, not the web planet, but the uh, web of fear episode three, there isn't a picture of Delgado in the London Underground. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be because that was before he started going to Earth, right? Because the uh, web of because that that's uh, the uh, before it was formed. But but anyhow, I, not to focus on that. Um, the the especially the first episode or two, I thought there was a lot of weird shots and blocking. I thought the way that the 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 shots were lingering. And there was a lot of dead air, and you know, 
that's probably because the real episode had that, you know, because it's kind of shot live. And mm. I know they've kicked around the idea of possibly sort of fixing those in for the animated because they can and make it a little shorter, but I know that would make a lot of fans really mad. Um, no way. Dr. Yeah, Who fans getting mad? Yeah. Well, not as mad <laughs> as, like, uh, telling everyone that First Doctor is no longer the First Doctor, but besides that... Yeah, we're not going to get into that. Yeah, it's a different level. Um, oh, crap. I did like the... Um, Hold on for a second here. I did like the sound, the the pulsating, whether it's the the the, the tension or the, the 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 factory that they're in. Um, really good stuff that added a lot of tension. I like that a lot. <coughs> Especially the scene with Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill where they walk in and that woman's there and like, what are you guys doing here? And it's like, dun, 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 dun. and they. The the live version is better than the animated, but um, really neat. That was one yeah. of my favorites. I like that scene a lot. That music is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I could see how those two were supposed to be uh, frightening, but they just looked ridiculous to me. Well, they also look goofy the- too. They have goofy smiles on their faces, at least the real. And they just they look like a comedy act, but then they <laughs> are bad guys. Yeah. You know, the, 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 sea, the sea foam and the seaweed was, uh, that was all just a little too. Oh, the foam is a second after staple. They use that foam all the time. Wow. Well. The, the seeds of death, it comes back to foam. Uh, I love the formation of the foam tentacles and tentacles. I don't know. I have a big thumbs up for that. I don't remember that scene, but I guess there was a scene where that first forms, and I thought they did a good job of that. Um, I don't know if it was because of the way I shot it or the animation. Um, what a... You know, I, I'm surprised a clip that doesn't, ex, that doesn't exist anymore that you would think would have been edited, at least, is when... Um, oh, what's his name? When uh, Maggie Harris... Walks into the ocean, and you think she's like, oh know, yeah. Die. I thought that for sure they could have just cut that scene out where she goes to Robson. You know what to do, and then you just see her walking out, and you think, oh, she's walking in the ocean, kill- committing suicide. You know, or because you don't know at that point that she's you see we people when they take over the the human body that they can breathe underwater because we see her at the end. But I'm surprised that scene doesn't uh, still exist. Because you would yeah. think that would be controversial for 1967 or whatever it was. 68, yeah. It's a creepy scene. It it's, is. Um, it's, a, it's a neat scene. That, you're right, that would have been great to see. I've seen pictures of it. It's, um, um, yeah, there's a... <laughs> I have a note here. I guess these guys are walking around with face plates. I don't know if those were the guards or whatever, and a couple of them were holding coffee cups, and it's like, how do they drink the coffee with those face plates? But anyways. <laughs> um, this same way the Mandalorian does it. You know, he's yeah, got well. the... <laughs> I have you know what a... it reminded me of? It reminded me of a Scooby-Doo episode. Oh, Fury from the Deep, where the bad guy is, uh, yeah. Yeah. But these were... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. 
at all. They did have a, a, another good scene with the Doctor and Victoria having another heart-to-heart talk, like they did in Tomb of the Cybermen. Yeah. So I thought was it, you you knew she was leaving. I mean, we all know she leaves in this episode, and she's there. She's talking to the doctor. It's kind of reminded me of that scene in her first trip in the TARDIS, where she's sitting and has that heart-to-heart talk with the doctor, which I thought was like, well, okay, she this, she's leaving. They're doing sort of the same thing, and you could tell that the, the doctor was, you know, really liked her and was fond of her. So I thought that was a good scene. Yeah, I um. I don't seem to have the rest of my notes. I just only have one page. Um, yeah, I, I had forgotten Victoria leaves in this episode. So when she was talking about the fact that she was thinking about leaving, um, that's Doctor Who's version of continuity. They they usually don't allude to anything more than just a couple of story, a couple of episodes before something like that happens, or if at all, like you know, certain characters leaving, they might just say. At the end of the episode, they're saying, well, time's running out. I've decided to stay. See you later, Dr. Bai, and that's it. But at least this one, a couple of episodes in, she started sort of – you got the feeling that she didn't want to be there and um, was getting sick of traveling and hinted at it. So, Right off the bat, too, she says, why can't we land somewhere nice where there isn't any, like, Daleks or Cybermen or, and Yeti and stuff like that? She kind of alludes that to Jamie, like, early on. Well, they did. They didn't land anywhere near Sidemen. They just landed near the, uh, Seaweed. Well, no, that, that's what she was saying. Killer Seaweed. Why can't we land somewhere where there oh. isn't? Yep. And she just used those as examples. And Jamie's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And you could tell that Jamie was fond of her, too. And it kind of had feelings for her. Because yeah, he spoiler. didn't want her to, you know. Yeah, spoil, spoilers, Julia. Uh, <laughs> um, Victoria leaves at the end of this episode. Uh um, yeah, she just decides to, to stay. She stays with that couple. Um, the other thing the about this episode is, yeah. um, was Victoria gets to save the day by... Screaming. Screaming. Well, her nickname, well, that, that was, <clears throat> well, her nickname is Old Leatherlongs because she was noted for screaming and she would go to conventions and she, they would turn the microphone off and she would scream and you could hear her through the whole entire hotel. That's how loud she was. Uh, that, she's, she was known as a companion that screamed, as did a lot of them. But, yeah. What were you going to say, Julia? Yeah, she screamed an awful lot. That was the, <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote down. She's yeah. She's screechy. And then, that of course, that, probably, that was by design because that's how they saved the day with recording her screaming into the machine. Yeah, right, but probably well, what they end up doing is they they take her every time she screams the 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 creatures or the the side away from her. So the sonic from her scream being so annoying annoyed the 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 seaweed monsters, and so they ran away, and that's how they ended up destroying or getting rid of it, which is silly. Um, it wasn't by design. It was like, oh well, your companion screams so much. Let's let's. That's how, it's well, like by design in the script because that's why she did that a lot, and that's why the the seaweed kind yeah. of underweight. But it's imagine if they tried to do that today, it would be ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. It's like, oh wow, you you make such bad coffee, companion number five. Why don't you throw it at the aliens and they disintegrate? <laughs> it's like, you know, it's very it's a very primitive 
oh, the girl screams and that they go away. You know, I, I, I don't know. I guess in yeah. Buffy they, they did it once where Buffy screams and the the gentlemen blow up or whatever. But um, anyways, I just thought I... Well, Mars Attacks is kind of the same way where the, the song... Well, yeah, well, I guess so, yeah. But it was kind of silly. Well, sometimes silly is fun. I mean, it worked. I thought it worked anyway. I know you guys probably didn't care, didn't like it, but I thought it worked. I thought it was all right. Well, it's not black and white. I, I, I thought this episode was, was fairly good. I was just a little disappointed because I, I was really looking forward to this, and I think the book is probably a little bit better. I don't. I think the animation detracted from it a little bit. Um, but I the like helicopter. a lot of the yeah helicopter. the helicopter stuff. I, didn't like. I, I just think like there's. I'm like I'm looking at the seaweed. I'm like okay. There's no way in 1968 that they have giant seaweed things coming out of the ocean with the doctor flying the helicopter and trying to. He probably just got in the helicopter and the other helicopter was there telling him how to land. I doubt he was like dodging seaweed things. Yeah, I, think I could actually look at the telesnaps and, and take a look. But well, I think no the way. I think I read in the original it was just a doctor being goofy because he couldn't land. The, there was no real danger. Right, it was just a doctor right. couldn't land. Right, he was just a, trying to land. Yeah, but they added that whole scene where those giant tentacles come out, which I didn't think. You know, I know we're talking about animation, but just didn't. I don't know. It, it was it was okay, but it went I on a little bit. I guess it was okay, better than trying to see the doctor trying to land it. It gave it more like, oh, he's dodging all this. But yeah, I know. Herbert Reese played Captain Ransom in the War Games, and John Stevenson's in the Seeds of Doom. Oh, June Murphy later played the third officer in the Sea Devils. I guess you couldn't get away from Doctor Who ocean stories. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Graham Lehman previously appeared as the controller in Macro Terror. Well, he wasn't originally in a wheelchair type thing. He was actually walking. And, and he was also a that old Time Lord in the Three Doctors. Hmm. Was in the oh Margaret John played the grandma in the Idiot's Lantern. Really? Yeah. It's, it's there. Mm. John Aberney later played General Carrington in the Ambassadors of Death. Yeah. Richard Wrighton was in Death of the Daleks, and he was Rankin in the Power of Crow. It's amazing how Spencer was in the Ark. It's amazing how some of these actors are in episodes that are only like not that far away yeah. from each other. I mean, the, the Macro Terror was last season yeah. for, the, for Graham Lehman. So besides maybe some poor acting and characters, uh, elongated story, stretched <laughs> out, boring, was it that you really didn't like about it, Julia? <laughs> I, I I was just a little disappointed with this one. I, I agree to a degree with Julia. I think, um, but with that said, I still liked I, I like the concept. I'm not sure. I don't know if it's the animation that just took me completely out of this. I liked the animation. It's the fact that we get something from the Trout era because his era has the most missing episodes. Yeah, it's, it's just. No, I'm glad they're releasing them. I just. 
maybe if the other group had done I, the macro terra animation i thought was better and I, and i enjoyed that episode well yeah that that group the macro terra also did they fixed up the power of the daleks and they did the faceless one so i i think they're doing two groups now so they can get these out faster anyway we're like way off topic <laughs> yeah are we off topic julia just a bit Oh. But it's okay. It makes for interesting, interesting people. Well, don't get me started on. That. But anyways, um, I'll save oh, that for when the don't get me started. comes out I, next. I year. can't wait to to review this next Doctor Who episode in the <laughs> New Year's Day. Oh, I, I I'm at the point right now. I hate to say it. I'm at the point right now where I just I'm I'm I I want to I want the show to be bad so I can rip into it. And maybe I was like that during Russell T. Davis's era. Maybe I've always been like that. I, I don't think you have to hope. I mean, Chibnall's track record hasn't been that good, which is unfortunate. I thought he had so much potential in the first season. There was a lot of good stuff in that. A lot of bad stuff, but a lot of... He fixed some of the problems, but he made other ones. And then the second season, he just totally... I, I read something recently where he... At the last minute, he decided to change to add that um, the 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 infinite doctors at the you know he just was like that was an add on that wasn't even originally part of the story he just said, eh, I'll throw that in. I well, I'm just finding it odd that Doctor Who. I mean, since the Chibnall thing, Doctor Who magazine has reverted to doing more classic stuff. Mm -hmm. The comic book that Titan comes out with. Started off with Jordy Whitaker. Now it's Jordy Whitaker's doctor and David Tennant's doctor having adventures together in the comic book. I'm like, well, why are they doing that? Unless the sales are really bad because no one's buying it. And this Time Lord Victoria stuff that's coming out is done with David Tennant and not her doctor. And I'm just like, oh, uh, like there's stories with nine, ten, and eight. And like, where's where's Jody? I wonder if <laughs> like, how much the current one. I wonder how much of that has to do with her. It doesn't feel like she's making herself available to do, like this next episode. And we're jumping to conclusion. It doesn't even look like she's in it. Like she's in a prison, and she goes, "Hey guys, how you going? Well, why don't you go have an episode without me?" And that doesn't do good for her character. I want her to succeed. I think she has potential. Well, yeah, you want to succeed. Had bad so story, keep going. But they're. Well, yeah, but or they can just regenerate. But the writing to, has, but the writing hasn't been. I don't think the problem is her. I think the problem is the showrunner. But we can save that discussion for when we do the New Year's Day episode. Well, so you you've been listening to us, the Fury from the Doctor Who fan episode, <laughs> and uh, that's what it's about. That's our new podcast name, Fury from the Doctor Who fan. That's actually not a bad name. It is. It's actually, it's actually a pretty good name. But that means we've got to hate everything. I think we're close. No. Well, the only <laughs> one we really, really hate is that episode we're not going to talk about ever again. Oh, there's a lot of them I hate. But they all look they all look better now after Orphan Black. We got to lower if we lower the standards, we're we're looking good. Yeah, my standards for New Year's Day is pretty low. <laughs> I mean, if I don't like it, I'm usually the guy who likes everything. It's, something's wrong. Okay. Anything else about Free from the Deep? <laughs> no, I loved it. Okay. I might have to do some editing on this. 
You love nah, it. Yeah. I did. I, I, I didn't. I, I love it. I know I you. You've, you've. This is the episode that you've gone the most crazy for, except for maybe um, a Peter Davison's episode. Yeah, there was a couple of Peter Davison's. You, you were. Um, well, he's uh, my favorite. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>